Welcome to the Evoke Greatness podcast. My name is Sunny, and this is my weekly podcast driven by my curious nature and fascination with the champion mindset. I have an insatiable hunger for growth and knowledge, and I'm dedicated to sharing the stories of myself and others and how we have navigated the journey to greatness, all while stumbling through valuable lessons along the way. I am a huge book nerd and a wee bit of a control enthusiast with an obsession for motivational coffee cups. I believe that a rising tide raises all ships, and I invite you along in this journey to evoke greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Evoke Greatness. This weekend, I had planned to be super productive and creative. I dropped one kiddo off at camp on Friday, and unfortunately, the other started to get a fever Friday evening. So by Saturday morning, we were at the projectile vomiting phase. And this is a kid who doesn't get sick. Literally, he has the immune system of an ox. You cannot make this stuff up. Saturday afternoon, I'm working on a few projects, listening to a podcast, and I hear him run, like really fast, to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, I hear a big bang. So of course, I go running in really fast, and then we are both on the ground. He had needed to throw up, and it came on. It was one of those things that came on really quickly, and he was running. Unfortunately, that came out right before he did. And the thud I heard was him slipping and falling in the throw up. As I ran in and didn't know, I slipped in it as well. So here we are, beautiful picture, sitting in front of the toilet in throw up, and he's continuing to throw up, which at least was in the toilet at this point. My husband does not deal well with vomit. And well, I'm a nurse, and so enough said. Uh, Anyway, stay with me. There's really a point here. This weekend, I was not as productive as I hoped to be with a sick kiddo. However, I was able to take in probably five or 10 podcasts, and there was a resounding theme in these podcasts. Fear stops people from living the life and doing the things they most desire. So I thought maybe you needed to hear this. These are the seven steps that I came up with that are about conquering fear and stepping into your best life. Step one having the courage to take the first step. Baby step, big step, whatever it is, take that step. Call your shot. You know what it is. There's something inside of you that says, God, I really want to do this. This was something in me that I said, oh, I would love to do a podcast. And here's all the thousand reasons that I'm too scared to do it. And so I just stayed in that space of fear for a while until I finally got to a place where I thought, you know what? I'm willing to suck at it, as I've said before, until I get better. And I'm not going to get better if I don't ever even start. So have the courage to take that first step. Identify what it is. What is the direction you want to go in? And take that step, whatever, whatever step, however small it is, just take it. Step two, develop good habits. Identify your trigger points, those bad habits, the pitfalls. Start small. With things like making your bed, doing five push-ups every morning, writing five things you're grateful for in a journal, things that are easily achievable, and then build off of that. If you can honor your word to yourself in these areas, you will build credibility in your own brain. 
it's equally as important to understand your triggers or your pitfalls. Maybe it's when you get home, you turn the TV on and that leads to not getting done what you'd hoped to because you got distracted and before you knew it, it was bedtime. Or maybe it's that glass of wine at dinner that triggers you to eat a little more or caused you to relax and you never really got to that workout you were hoping to do that evening. The first step is recognizing these pitfalls. Then you can begin making changes and set yourself up for better habits. And the more habitual you are with these things, they will either lead you into the direction you want to go or they will lead you farther away from the direction you want to go. But ultimately, that's up to you. Step three, how you do anything is how you do everything. Jesse Itzler coined that phrase, and it is so true. When you go to the grocery store, do you put the cart back or do you leave it right next to the car? Do you just park it? When you walk by garbage on the ground or in the office that a hundred other people have walked over, does your mind ever say, "Mm," or your eyes see the garbage and you just decide to step over it anyway? Put the cart back. Make the effort every single time. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. Take that cart and put it back where it goes. Pick that garbage up on the ground. I promise you, at least three people will look at you and and be surprised that you decided to do that. And most people will walk by and frankly, probably never notice. You don't have to do these things. And that's the point. I have gotten to a place where My conscience, literally, I can't walk by garbage on the ground. It's kind of funny. My kids get a little irritated with me, or they used to. Now they're a little bit more along the lines of they'll go and pick it up and throw it in the garbage. Because, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. What is your integrity? Do the things that other people aren't willing to do, even though it takes just a second. Step four, your degree or lack thereof does not define you. I don't care if you only have a high school degree, don't even have a high school degree, or if you have an MBA. Those things do not define you. And let me tell you a little bit more about what I mean by that. When I first stepped into a leadership position, I had someone tell me that the way that I was going to grow was by furthering my education, which is totally understandable. So they said that you needed to have a master's or higher to be able to grow within this company. And it happened to be a hospital system. And so totally understandable. I didn't get to that place. And I continued to grow. I went to another company who said something similar. If you want to be anything from an administration or leadership perspective, you have to have X. And guess what? I continued to grow in that organization. And I didn't have the degree that they said that I was going to have to have. Don't let that stop you. When you are someone who decides to put your mind to it, don't let that stop you. We are in a time when you don't have to have X, Y, and Z to be able to achieve the dream job that you want. Now, some, yes, there are. Some are going to be black and white. You have to have X to get to Z. But if you don't, I promise you that working hard gets you really, really far. When you work circles around other people, regardless of what their degree or your degree is, you're going to stand out. I had always said that as I escalated in leadership roles and my trajectory started to go up and to the right, 
I always used to think, well, it's just a total fluke. And it wasn't. It was that I was the one coming in after I was done with my job asking who else needed help. It was the fact that I was willing to do more than was expected of me or more than my job description had. And I never did it begrudgingly. I did it because I knew a lot of us have really hard jobs. And so if I'm done before everybody else is, how can I help? And I still have that same mentality. And it's going to serve you really, really well, regardless of what your degree is. So don't let that define you. If you want to go and get your doctorate, more power to you. Go do that. Don't let anyone stop you. But if that's not your desire, don't do it simply because that's going to check the box. Do what your heart wants you to do and don't let that type of thing define you. Step five. Stop prefacing with a negative connotation or introduction when you speak. You've heard this before. Someone goes to share an idea and they start off with, this is going to sound really dumb or this is going to sound really silly or stupid. I don't have the experience title fill in the blank, but, and then they insert their idea. Why would you ever set yourself up with that kind of introduction? You wouldn't do it to someone else. Stop doing it to yourself. I have made a habit of stopping people when they do this. You know, if it's private, I stop somebody in their tracks and I ask them, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever set an idea up with, I know this is going to sound really dumb. Before I've ever even had the chance to hear your idea, you're already telling me it's going to be dumb. How does that serve you? When you go to introduce yourself, talk about your ideas. Be grounded in your ideas. Don't ever set them up with that negative connotation because you are literally inserting a thought into someone else's mind before they've had the opportunity to hear your idea. So think about that. Think about how you can remind yourself that when you introduce something, an idea, yourself, whatever it is, that you don't ever put those thoughts into someone's head before you've even had the chance to introduce yourself or your idea. Step six. Be the thermostat and not the thermometer. What I mean by this is you need to set the temperature in the room. That's what a thermostat does. They set the temperature of the room. A thermometer matches the temperature in the room. I am sure that you have all had the experience when someone walks into a room with enthusiasm and vibrancy and it changes the entire room. Be that person. You don't have to come in boisterous. You don't have to come in over the top, but come in so grounded and confident and feeling good that you actually adjust the room and the temperature. You don't match it. Finally, step seven. Step into yourself and own your space. No one else can give you permission. So if you're waiting for that, it's not going to happen. It is your story, and you are the author. You get to decide when the chapters change. You get to decide when the pages are turned. You get to decide how this ends. You get to decide all of it because you are the author. Take that power. Take your dreams. Take your ideas. Have the courage to step into what that looks like and own it. Sometimes that's owning those chapters that refined you into what you are today. Those are equally as important 
as the successful chapters, but you are the author of all of it. Own your story and step into your space. Do it grounded. Do it with enthusiasm because no one else is writing it. You are the author. I hope these seven steps help you in whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whatever it is that you desire. I hope that it gives you the courage to step in to your next chapter. Thanks for listening today. I hope you'll stick around. If you liked this episode, will you do me a favor? Go leave a review and share what you liked about it. Or heck, share what you didn't like about it. You'll struggle to find someone more open to feedback. And if you have ideas or comments on an episode, you can actually leave me a voice message directly. If you go to evokegreatness.com on the Contact Me tab, you can hit a button and leave me a voicemail. Y'all know I love a good quote, so I will leave you with this from Jeremy Coates. Being a champion has nothing to do with sports. It's a mindset, a skill of looking at challenges that seem impossible and rising up to overcome.